Hello, and welcome to The Marvel Virgin, a podcast all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Paul, and I'm a Marvel Virgin. And my name is Kaylee, and I'm a Marvel whore. For each episode, Paul is watching a Marvel movie or TV series for the very first time, and with my help, we'll be delving into the good and not-so-good aspects of the MCU, and navigating the secrets and intricacies of this big and complex universe. If you'd like to send in any questions, comments, factoids, or even if you'd like to correct anything we've said, after all, we're not perfect, then you can tweet us at the Marvel Virgin. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the show. Right, let's do this. Spider-Man No Way Home, take two. Hey. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, a few weeks ago, we recorded this episode it was such a good episode as well. I think it's maybe the best one we've ever done. Mm. And um, I know, ge- but genuinely, I, I remember afterwards <laughs> thinking, sometimes, like, we're not professionals. Sometimes, you know, it's, you know, it's a fine episode. And other times we're like, yeah, we really hit the spot. And I felt we, felt we really did with that one. And then I had laptop problems and the episode just disappeared. It was, it was, it was snapped. It was snapped. Yeah, it, very literally. <laughs> it was, it was clicked <laughs> like that. <laughs> Um, so the episode, like like an old Doctor Who episode, will no longer be seen or heard by the eyes and ears of man. Um, mm. So we're definitely doing it again. <laughs> doing a do-over, but you know what? I feel like it's good because now we've probably gone away and reflected and thought about some really deep and meaningful extra tidbits to bring to the table. Have you? I haven't. <laughs> um, well, I did see I've got all my saved notes. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was like, I'm going to go and research. I saw this tweet and it made me, it made me go like, ooh, light bulb. And they were like, this isn't just a Spider-Man movie. It is Spider-Man 3.5, Amazing Spider-Man 2.5, and Marvel Sp- Superman, uh, Spider-Man Part 1. No, 1, Part 3. So it's like the a middle point for like all the Spider-Mans. Yeah. Oh, oh, that is because, deep and meaningful. You did reflect. Yeah, and because I didn't realise, I kind of assumed that this was them waving goodbye to Tom Holland forever, MCU. He's making another bloody Spider-Man movie. So I was like, another look at that. has been announced, yes. He's coming back. And then they've got, they've, they oh, they now have the option to bring in these other people whenever they want to. They like, can bring what? in whoever. Now. The, the whole multiverse concept just basically means that anything marvel or superhero anything actually everything everything everywhere all at once can all <laughs> come together and they can just pull from anything so it's it's exactly. basically marvel studios being like actually we own it all they are the ultimate colonialists of hollywood oh my god they are like where does venom take place which spider-man universe is that in i want to know isn't it is it meant to be like a villain universe is that what morbius is all about well yeah but they're saying that maybe it'll leak through oh well yeah because michael keaton appeared in in morbius didn't he so yeah mm. but i don't intend to watch it because it got such bad reviews no i'm not going to watch that no i don't don't have all the time in the world i have enough time to watch every i have the time i don't have the inclination (laughs) yes that's the one so we'll see I mean, Deadpool, if there's a Deadpool movie, he's so meta and breaking the fourth wall. I think it'd be really interesting to see how he deals with all the multiverse aspects as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're doing a Blade. So um, obviously Mahershala Ali is playing Blade. But Mm -hmm. obviously we've had a previous Blade who could come into it, old Wesley Snipes. Um, 
you know, he might need a walking stick, but he's, he could come into it. He could be a mentor for another world. It's possible. Yeah. It's totally so. Yeah, it's it's opened up a lot of things. And you know, if if business dealings go that far, who knows? Batman could enter the universe. Mm. But I don't feel like that's going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> no, he's DC. He can't come in. He has to stay in his own own zone. But the boundaries have been broken down. Not broken between DC and Marvel. Too far. Too oh, far. You no, know, you're all about boundaries, and I'm just like, no, no, just think outside the box. I think all of the DC and Marvel fans will come for you. You'll have them all. This will be what unites them, is them saying. Onslaught. Be like the last of us here. And they're all like, ah! (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Don't make me stop, because I'll just start talking about it. That's another another, uh, conversation for another time. Um, (laughs) Anyway, yes, to to reiterate what we said in the Lost episode, the mysterious Lost episode, I loved Spider-Man No Way Home. Um... And the fact that it brought in all the Spider-Mans and all the villains together, that whole crossover is really, really fun. Um, And I also like it's I think we talked a lot about um, how it pushed the limits on what it can do story wise, e.g. killing off sexy Aunt May. Poor sexy Aunt May. And you know what? I was again reading about some deep deep dives into this you know when dr strange knocks him and he's able to hold the box spider-man yes yeah they're saying it's because aunt may dying was a locked point in time that can never be changed oh okay so they can't go back in time and change that no because she has to die to help him harness his responsibilities as a superhero much like Uncle Ben. The whole previously. great power, great responsibility bollocks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would have loved it if Sexy Aunt May hadn't died because I loved her. And I also wanted her and Tony to get together, but then he's dead anyway. So maybe this is a way for them to reunite somewhere mm. else. And I mean, if they don't kill off some characters, the whole the, the whole like cinematic universe is going to become completely overloaded. They've got to kill off some to, you know, bring in new ones. Um, you need the jeopardy. Otherwise, you would never fear for anyone because you're like, well, they're all fine. Nobody dies in MCU. Exactly, exactly. You need to, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, there's no um, there's no impetus, there's no sense of danger. You just sit there like, well, they're going to escape somehow, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, they did it very well, though, because they made it seem as if she was going to escape. But she got up, she started walking around, and she didn't. And then she didn't. <laughs> she <laughs> and she was like, again. <laughs> I'm just going to have a little lie down. And you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't lie down here. You'll die. Yeah. And then, of course, like, the ending... I mean, I'm I'm not surprised that they're doing another Spider-Man because I'm like, they never took away his powers or anything. They just took away people's knowledge of him. So they can sort of like almost start from scratch a little bit with him, mm. um, have a different love interest or set of friends or something, or just bring back old Ned and MJ. Maybe and... he gets another interest, but then he meets back up with MJ and then it's like, oh no, which one will he pick? That sort yes. of vibe. A love triangle, if you will. Yes, but a confusing one. Yeah. Yeah, wobbly, wobbly, wobbly one. yeah and people were saying like that was one of the big fan was that ned was going to turn into a bad guy which he could now because they're separate so true yeah he's gonna he's essentially gone off on a slightly different direction there what bad guy would he be i don't know but he has like normally spidey's best friend friend normally becomes a villain doesn't he that's like oh the... uh, yeah <laughs> old um james franco yeah yeah and he he did harness the powers of um oh my god didn't he he harnessed some dr strangey style powers Mm, true true but he could go a bit villainous and maybe his when he remembers his friendship maybe that'll be what sets him straight 
Possibly, yes. And then he becomes good again. It is unfortunate that like the slightly the the sidekick, you know, they just they, they let the powers go to their heads. It's a bit of a trope, really, isn't it? Yeah, I get, well, Sam doesn't in the Lord of the Rings. He's real good with it. He just puts that ring in the mel- volcano. No, and it's, it's different, isn't it? It's Frodo who nearly gets there. And then Sam's yeah. the, kind of the total voice of good um, throughout the whole thing. I do love that the ring can only corrupt one person at a time. Well, actually, I read someone said like, oh, apparently it only knows like the person it's on. So if you just t- strapped it to a mouse and carried the mouse, you would have had it done in like half an hour. Just carry it up the hill. I see. Try- so and then... Um, then Sam never wears the ring, and therefore the ring doesn't know that he's that interesting. Mm. Yeah, people, I, they just never figure these things out. These um, people, <laughs> but yeah, that's why Lord of the Rings is obviously perfect film series. So, mm, yeah, <laughs> that's again another conversation for another time. <laughs> In the last episode, which I like that we're calling it that because it feels more Indiana Jones of us, and it feels um, very makes it very mysterious, doesn't it? Like it people might find it along with the Ark of the Covenant. Mm. they might do and so many mysterious things are said in there um <laughs> it revealed the clues of where you can find area 51 oh i'll never do it again because and where i've buried my treasure <sighs> <gasps> all of it all of that treasure all that treasure yeah is it under your lovely rug <laughs> just one <Yes>. point <laughs> <laughs> um but as i say in the last episode i asked you which was your favorite spider-man do you remember such a conversation i do remember such a conversation um and i can't remember what i said but um, in this moment right now, which we're in, and I'm uh, I'm going to say um, that Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is probably my favourite, but that's because that's the one that was is part of my youth. That's um, exactly what you said in the last episode. Is that what I said? Wow. Yeah. Because you know, sometimes, sometimes I give an opinion on something, and then like a few weeks later, I give a totally different opinion because I've forgotten what the first one was. Because I'm really yeah. fickle in that way. <laughs> No, I mean that made sense because you you're a big nostalgia fan of the Spider Man world, mm. aren't you? Your first that was your gateway drug, really. Um, so I would exactly. say exactly, and I remember Spider Man Two in particular. Yes, we talked about this, didn't we? Spider Man Two, the one with um Doctor Octopus and stuff. Um, that for me is like the be- one of the best superhero films ever made. Um, mm. but because it was like. I remember see I saw it in the cinema like two or three times and I remember it was the first time that you really felt like you were kind of like flying with a superhero yeah. um, and I remember um just thinking about the movements that they computer generated for him um being like a spider but a man who's a spider and I remember just also whenever he's flying around just like holding on to the um the chair and just be like oh <laughs> it's, it's so high <laughs> so dangerous up there I love that. Did you did you feel weird having him a bit older? Well, not really. No, because that's the natural passage of time. No, yeah, but that make you feel old in yourself. Like, kind of, I'm but old, then Tony yeah. Maguire just doesn't age. He's like Paul Rudd. No, he's not. Paul Rudd is an ethereal being. I think <laughs> Paul Rudd definitely looks like he's aged some between the years. He has, but still not as much as you would think. He's what, like late forties now or something? It was- it was more, I, I believe I've probably already said this before, but it's more in his eyes and his soul. He seems like he's seen a lot of stuff. So he's I feel been like. To he war. Looked, <laughs> That's yeah, why, he yeah. looks like, it sounded very like, oh, you know, a bit sad. He just seemed sad. His whole demeanor was very like, oh, I, you know, I've been through a lot. So I think that yeah. makes you sometimes. Mm hmm. But then I suppose, yeah, that's that's how they introduce him. He's like the slower moving one and the more 
um he's like the wise old man one which is weird yeah, to he, call him that when he's probably not even 50 yet but yeah he's yeah he's that he's splinter from the teenage mutant ninja turtles <laughs> yeah that's exactly <laughs> it um i i don't know because i was like i was expect i was fully expecting to be like hey i'm not hate but i was just gonna be like really indifferent to andrew garfield spider-man just because i didn't mm. really like get on with those films as much like, they were good but i didn't really like love them and but he I only thought- got two films not three yeah i thought he was really really good in this one i'm really warm to him and he was very much leaned into the whole idea that he was everyone's least favorite spider-man because he was calling himself spider-man free and yeah uh, i don't know he was very sort of like self-deprecating and i was like that's that's my vibe i like that that's very british of you Andrew." It is, it is always nice when an actor can acknowledge the fact that a film they did might not be like that well received like halle berry accepting a razzie for Catwoman yes. like I'm like I have ultimate respect for her for that that's really cool sometimes you're like I just want to make some money guys what do you want from me I do I do got to pay bills for I yeah it's like they offer me money I need to pay a mortgage what I was doing is what I did <laughs> yeah I respect it but yeah Tom Holland is I think my weird my weirdly favorite one because he's just I love that he he feels like the Spider-Man in the comics for me because he's young and I don't know he's very sort of like amazed by his powers and he feels young like i feel like when we watch mm. the original films, they don't feel young because it's very like greece where you've got older people playing teens and you're like it's a bit weird because you're definitely not that's what we said when we we're talking about the first of his spider-mans mm-hmm. was that um they uh the, the kids at the school do feel like actual kids whereas yeah in um in toby Maguire's ones it's like chad and britney are obviously about 36 <laughs> yeah. yeah like guys you need to graduate get out of here it's all <laughs> <laughs> it's getting I weird now you're just you're just too broad you're not thin enough to be 18 <laughs> yeah and your eyes have seen too much everyone's eyes gives them away it's like friends when phoebe says that to joey mm. and put some tea bags on them get some wisdom out you know sort yeah, yourselves yeah. out yeah but yeah um i know quite a lot of older spite older older than us older people than us who hate spider boy that's what they call him because they think it's weird that he's young even though but, but he is he's meant to be 17 isn't he i know so, yeah. it makes people feel older than themselves because they're like oh no i'm too old to be spider-man now but he feels 17 because he's all he's very sort of like wiry and jumpy and um and restless and and immature and stuff and yeah uh, describing adhd or are you describing <laughs> spider-man as a teenager spider-man maybe he does. maybe he has undiagnosed adhd who knows lots of people do and that's how it manifested itself as a spider who's yeah. a man well actually that's another big point in this film like they all talked about the difference in powers because Tobey Maguire is the only one who shoots the web from his wrist yeah whereas the other two are more like sciencey they made creepy. the webs artificially yeah whereas yeah. They, they come naturally from Tobey Maguire's ones that was fun the sort of compare and contrast yeah. um to create like the yeah to create the banter with it that is fun you get that with them um, when they do doctor who crossovers and the doctors all kind of like compare what their adventures with the daleks and the cybermen all were and that sort of thing and what they're wearing yeah. and and the design of the tardis interior and all that stuff it's yeah um that's always fun because i think uh, the audience relates to that because that's what people talk about is the differences between different iterations of the same character yeah i think so too and uh, with the doctors as they've got the very physical attributes to go into as well like yeah yeah beef and everything so exactly yes yes this was a great great film one of the best ones i think i can't decide whether i like it more than 
uh, Homecoming or not, though. Um, fun because it's very like a teen movie, really. It's just like high school movie fun vibes. And Homecoming had that twist in it, that absolutely brilliant moment when it's revealed that Michael Keaton, the villain, is also the father of his date for the prom. And I'm like, that that just pulled the rug out of my feet. And I don't think that Mar- the Marvel Cinematic Universe has ever done a twist that shocking. <laughs> yeah, many films have it. Literally caught everyone in the cinema. And I was like, how did we not see that coming? It was so good. It was such a good moment. And I feel like maybe it's up there. Like M. Night Shyamalan's seen that and he's like, yeah, this is what I need to aspire to. I've made <laughs> He's like, I haven't, I haven't managed to do that since 1999. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. He's trying. He's got a little film out at the moment, but I hear that the twist is that there's no twist. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> this filmmaker needs to stop. I'm not a fan of his work at all. <laughs> not the Sixth Sense. Apart from The Sixth Sense, like his films just keep getting completely lambasted. And yet he keeps making a film and I'm, I don't get it. <laughs> He's made a film. Let's go see it. Like, what was the last good one? Was it The Sixth Sense? No, he's um, he Probably did like the, the village uh, or something. But that's just going the, back a bit. No, he did Unbreakable. That was him, wasn't it? Yeah, but the village was after that. And the village was all right. I quite liked the village. I just felt like the twist was too early in the film. Because once it's real that the monsters are not actually real monsters, you're like, oh, <laughs> that was like an hour <laughs> in. And I'm like, there's still another hour to go. Uh, what what are they gonna? What's happening exactly? Or wasn't there like the second twist of like, oh, it's modern days? Yeah, that they're actually like Amish people. and uh, yeah. yeah. But that's like a lesser twist. I think it was all done in the wrong order, that was. Yeah. It had, was a, such a good premise for a film. He did, mm. like, Unbreakable had the two sequels, like Split and Glass. Yes, I haven't seen those. Although they weren't, they were quite well received, weren't they? They were. They were. I didn't love the ending of Glass, but I get why he did it and whatever, it's fine. I've um, watched clips of The Last Airbender um, and laughed heartedly at all of them and thought, <laughs> I can't sit through this whole film. This is too bad. <laughs> he did one with, oh my God, why was her name? I always falls out of my brain. Agatha. He did one with her called The Visit. With Catherine Hahn. Yes, thank you, Catherine Hahn. I was like, Aww. I always in my head go, Catherine N- Najimi or whatever her name is. Called. No, no, not her. That's, <laughs> that's Sister Act. <laughs> I know it's not that because I love Catherine Hahn and I don't know why her name always escapes me. But yeah, he did one of her called The Visit, which is about, she's only in it at the beginning and maybe the end. Right. Of it. I think she's in Zoom a lot, but she's mm. like a mum and she drops her kids off to say their grandparents because mm. that's what she do. And then it's all about like how weird it is for them with the grandparents. Mm. Oh. That's quite a fun little film it's got a nasty little little twist in the middle somewhere it's all right uh, maybe i'll make it some sunday afternoon viewing yeah but yeah no this is probably one of the top movie twists of all time if i were going to do such a ranking i'd put it quite high top five maybe the homecoming one yeah yeah because y- you don't see it coming and yet you're like well yeah it's entirely possible <laughs> and it warms you to my i mean i love michael keaton anyway he's one of my favorite favorites one of my favorites but um... your favorite favorites do you like him? I love him. I said that the other day. I was like, I love Michael Keaton. And Chris was like, well, why don't you just marry him then? <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. I must and you're say, like, ring off the finger. Okay. <laughs> I know. Well, I must say it's more than I realised. But um, yeah, because he was playing kind of a nasty bad guy. And then that immediately makes you sort of change your mind about him. He's much, you're like, oh, he's a good guy. Doing things for the wrong reason. Like doing bad things for the right reasons. And It was kind of the first one where they, the, the villain, you understood the villain's motives. 
yeah yeah and they've done that a lot since then different ways and to different different degrees of success but that was the first one where they really did that and I think yeah I think I think I'd put homecoming slightly higher than this one purely because I think it just I think it opened up new territory for the MCU this one does too I suppose it's more of a feel-good movie. This one's kind of a bummer. It ends it's a, real, it's a real bummer, actually, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's much more different. Uh, I would go back and watch Homecoming because of the more there's more joy in it. This mm. one, I might not go back and watch it. I might do in, like, a few years or something, whereas Homecoming I could watch, like, once a year, I think. Wait, which is interesting, because if you look at, like, top 10 lists, top 20 lists, most films that people rate as being, like, excellent are very sad. I've noticed that. It's easier to make a good film that's a sad drama, whereas it's harder mm. to make a good fun like comedy or something so that means that homecoming must be really really good if we feel this way about it because it's done something very tricky also why everything everywhere all at once needs to win the oscar because it's like doug watched it again yesterday and cried again during it but it's also just hilarious but you you cry during it they they hit that balance perfectly and i think that's the hardest thing to do is to get that balance of comedy and tragedy um because oscars tend like yeah those excellent in inverted commas um films do you tend to go with the tragedy route well that's why i'm so happy that coda won because i was like coda was a lovely film and it's not a usual oscars movie is it it's like mm. a very feel good it's got obviously a, a little bit of sadness running through it, but it's more feel good musical is it yeah 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 it's true because the one before that was nomad land and that was pretty miserable no yeah i think they just were like oh it's francis give her the oscar quick there's another francis film there's francis mcdormand has played a tough woman on her own in the west <laughs> groundbreaking she's, a, she's in women talking and i was like that's up for best picture should we just assume that she's gonna get should we just give it should we just give Playing her the same now? character again isn't she yeah just, yeah just an angry woman with a with a cowl on her head it looks like from the posters <laughs> who knows i do want to watch women talking because of the wealth of english talent that is in that with like Jesse Buckley and Claire Foy um yeah. because you know they're like our new national treasures those two so yeah can I just I sorry I know this isn't the point of this podcast but can I just be slightly annoyed at the fact like have you looked at the best picture nominees list and have you seen that Avatar is on there <laughs> oh my like, god why? I I I hate Avatar I haven't seen the second one but I, I just really- hate the whole concept of it I hate when someone is like I'm really excited about Avatar I'm like I hate you I really hate you <laughs> and I just I can't explain why but I just hate it <laughs> me and Chris this is probably like we nearly we nearly divorced over this because he loves <laughs> our film really and he was really did. excited for Avatar 2 and I was like I just don't know I don't know you anymore I don't know you I don't know how we can get by this so he went to see it and then he came home and proceeded to tell me the plot of it and I was like this sounds so unbelievably shit I can't believe that this is and then that, it was the most best picture I was like we can't just give James Cameron Oscars because he I did think, some film. Yeah, I, I think I hate it because it, it Avatar's the first one. It's not fundamentally a bad film. It's fine. But it's fine, I think it just, the fact that it just earned so much money and got so many awards and yet it's had no effect on filmmaking at all. Like oh, no yeah. influence. It's completely insipid. Um, and it's still... And the second one has been nominated for the Oscars for no reason that I can fathom at all. It's right. It's up there sitting next to bloody everything ever all at once. Women talking, tar, these really, these really <laughs> highly regarded films. And I'm like, you do not deserve to be there. <laughs> do you know what else is on there? Top Gun 2. <laughs> but apparently that's really good. So It I'm is really fun. It's so fun. I really enjoyed Top Gun 2, but I just found the list so, so <laughs> baffling. It was so like all over the place. I was like, yeah, the Fableman's kind of makes sense. It's about Hollywood. Mm. They love that. 
um everything everywhere it was brilliant. i think it's the oscars is trying to be um this is a bit of a tangent but the oscars is trying to like be a bit more diverse in terms of genre so getting a bit more sci-fi and action in there because you know ultimately these films can be very good you look at something like die hard yeah. it's so it's so brilliantly constructed but often it the snobbery in award ceremonies are like well die hard's just an action film isn't it but it's like but it's still a good film like it's... i think it's good like top gun 2 genuinely was a really really fun watch it reminded me of mm. you know the, the the sequence in star wars where they have to try and get into the death star Mm-hmm. it's that but like over a really long period of time <laughs> like the yeah that's part. what i heard yeah and then i must, do it and then, I must yeah. watch it i've never even seen the first one no i've never seen the first one i'd never seen it and i was like you know what it's on at baby cinema i have no life i'll go see it i'll go see top <laughs> it was amazing loved it but avatar 2 no sounds no. like it retcons the entire first film i was like yeah because the plot there was no plot it was just a really empty well, film. it was pocahontas but with With a big smurfs. tree yeah i <laughs> know oh, pocahontas does have a big tree yeah, they did the whole thing. I just I just hate it. I keep saying that. I'm like, it's Fern Gully mixed with Pocahontas and a dash of Smurfs. And I don't know why we're all going to pretend that it's amazing because it's not. But speaking of the Oscars and MCU, Angela Bassett is nominated. And, and she... Yeah, I mean, if she wins that. I mean, I'll be sad for Stephanie Shu, um, mm. because, But I think, yeah, I, I, Angela Bassett for um, Black Panther, I mean she acts with a capital A during that oh, whole film. Like her her lips and her teeth are doing so much work <laughs> in those speeches. It's um, Queen Ramonda forever time is what it is. I want her, I want her to win. She does I am, We'll address this when we come to talk about Black Panther, Wakanda forever. But um, I am a bit kind of like that when Chadwick Boseman passed away and there was all the rumours about who was going to take over as Black Panther and they were like, maybe Lupita Nyong'o, maybe Letitia Wright and stuff. And I'm sitting there like, Guys, Angela Bassett is right there. <laughs> <laughs> She's right there. <laughs> Why not That's her? Like Angela it. Bassett. <laughs> she will do it. Put that out there. Nail it. Yeah, she's... Literally. I was I was rooting for either her or um Okoye, but no, I think they're just it was it was always gonna be Letitia Wright. So yeah. Yeah, well, was it though? We'll talk that we'll talk about that when we get we'll to talk it. about that when we get to it. Let's do Spider-Man because <laughs> we've it's, delayed it's too much the, now. It's the bottom episode, it's hard. <laughs> it's, yeah, which because we're doing a, doing this a second time. We're trying we're ending up avoiding going over the same material. We do need to celebrate the fact that it is our 60th episode. Yeah. <laughs> Does it still count? <laughs> it still counts. It's our 60th take two episode. Yes. Yeah. 60 oh I feel so good for us 60 episodes I can't believe it's been oh, when 60 when we get, when we get to like 100 we have to get to 100 shall we, we don't, they need to release a lot of stuff <laughs> they will do it They'll, what are you talking about there's already like eight things in the works that'll be fine uh, so um at the end of the previous Spider-Man uh, we saw that Peter Parker got framed for killing Jake Gyllenhaal and his identity was splashed all over the news by J.K. Simmons boo hiss boo um, J.K. So he, MJ, Ned, and Sexy Art May, they're all interrogated by the Department of Damage Control. Boo! Government department, boo! Bureaucracy, boo! Socialism, It's such an American vibe, isn't it? It's so like, oh, a government department, that's the root of all evil, that is. (laughs) They need to watch Um, Parks and Recreation. They do, they do, don't they? Uh, But fortunately, private sexy lawyer Matt Murdock comes in and gets all the charges dropped. Yay, private things. And I can't remember if you had seen this coming or not. Were you surprised? No, I didn't see this coming. But I knew I know I know that I knew at the time when watching it that he's in She-Hulk. 
which kind yeah. of stands to reason when you get right down to it. Um, but I didn't realize that he was going to turn up in this as well. Um, and I knew at this point that they commissioned the new Daredevil season two as well. So, yeah. It's nice all to see him, isn't it? But it's, again, this it's how, how the film just opens up all these doors because I'm like, Jessica Jones, she's still there. She's my favourite. She's my favourite too. But I do really like Matt Murdock and I really like Charlie Cox's, is it that his name? Charlie Cox's That's portrayal? It. Yeah. 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 No good. No good for names. Um, but unfortunately, uh, because of their involvement in things, they all get rejected from MIT, uh, which they wanted to go to. Boo. I think they should is- just go somewhere else. They could just go somewhere else. But also, I'd, I would like to talk to MIT's admissions people because I'm like, you can't you can't do that. <laughs> well, maybe you can. But discrimination is what it is. It is really discriminatory because it's like, but they've they've had the charges dropped. Like, they could have gone to Oxford. I don't, think the, I don't think the UK would care. No, we'd be like, yeah, fine. <laughs> We've got enough criminals <laughs> in doing it. As long as you can pay thing. those tuition fees, we don't give a, we don't give a hut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's some um, really great universities in like Asia that do science and tech, isn't there? They could have gone there. There's loads. And there's loads of universities in America. Like it's a big country. So yeah, I don't know why they had to get into MIT, but I guess it's the highest one. I think it's the highest one for science in America. It's like the I Imperial guess, College of America, isn't it? We're being very um look, outside looking in. If you remember when you put your university application in mm. and you put it on, I'm assuming Royal Holloway. Would you have been devastated if it wasn't Royal Holloway that you got into? It's true, I would have been, yeah, yeah. You want your first choice, don't you? Because you probably visited it and you've imagined yourself being there. and Yeah, yeah. you're like, that library, me, I'm going to be there. <laughs> you're like, what, Reading? I didn't ask you to Reading. <laughs> yeah, Reading, ooh, Reading. That was my backup choice. I remember then they were saying in the news about it being, this is no offence to Reading, it was obviously fine because I put it as my second choice, but they were saying in the news about it being like one of the top campuses for sexual assault so then I was like I changed my mind I'm gonna put Kent in instead or Bath I can't remember what I did and then luckily you know it was fine mm. got real high, so Kent good. was my backup choice which actually is quite a nice campus Kent so. yeah so we would have still been together oh was that your saying I thought oh yes because you changed Reading that's I what you said yeah. Yeah. Ah. yeah yeah we would have still been oh parallel what? that's universe. so weird that we had exactly the same first and second choices what are we like we should ask our other pal what her second choice was imagine if we were all going to be in the same places that would be amazing yeah that would be fun yeah we'll do that later on um anyway yeah so they're not allowed to go to college their their lives are like they're they're not looking life is not looking good life is not coming up roses so peter goes to dr strange for help because you know, who else would you go to um any other adventures really this is anyone but dr strange can cast spells and do virtually anything so dr strange agrees to cast a spell that will make mm. everyone forget that peter is spider-man which will then of course reverse various decisions made by um colleges and the police and stuff like that um but peter obviously wants to keep make sure his loved ones still remember him and as dr strange is doing the spell he keeps throwing in all these kind of like uh prerequisites and you know sub clauses and things like that the spell goes a little bit haywire because of it and um it becomes completely corrupted so he's dr strange is like forget this i'm not doing this and throws a little diva drop about it but um, he wasn't to add all those caveats in because as we said in the last episode it's very twisty turning. These little gins, these little spells, they always look for loopholes to ruin your life. We've seen the monkey's paw play out. We don't need this. He knows. He knows that he has to put rules in. 
it's exactly that. And I like that they didn't have the trope in. They play with that trope where he's like, oh, no, actually, like, these are all the, the caveats and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, you they, they play with that in um, What We Do in the Shadows. I think we talked about What We Do in the Shadows where he has the gin yeah. and he's got, like, whenever the gin has a wish, he's going to have to go, he has to go through <laughs> the whole list and all the subclauses and and requirements and that stuff, which I think is very, very funny. Oh, what we do in the shadows is just perfection. But yeah, no, I, I think it shows that he's a smart, smiley pants Spider-Man rather than a dumb, dumb Spider-Man. <laughs> he is, yeah. <laughs> um, so instead, Peter decides that he's going to go chase down this MIT admissions woman in her car um, and to help her change her mind. What could possibly go wrong with that? Obsessively following women, stalking them. Bit weird, Peter. Bit weird. Yeah, maybe send her a letter. Nice letter. Or, or message her and say, please, could we meet at mm. your college where you work so you feel safe? Yeah. Or he wants to at least convince her to accept MJ and Ned um, because yeah, they were not involved in that. They just kind of like got in, ended up involved by um, association, I suppose. Yeah. Proximity. Proximity. Yeah. And on his way to her, he's attacked by Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man 2. Ooh. Wow. How's he here? Crazy, crazy. <laughs> um, and Peter manages to stop him because his nanotechnology in his suit gets inside the tentacles, the metal tentacles of Dr. Octopus. Um, uh, but he also quickly realises that other Superman villains have ended up arriving from parallel universe, such as the lizard guy, the electric guy, the sand guy, <laughs> and also the green goblin. <laughs> yes, a lot of people thought that this was going to be, there was a fan theory that it was going to be the Sinister Six and that Venom would be in the mix as well but it was just mm. five so they just did five they were the <laughs> some, what's what's a word beginning with f for five the fearsome fearsome five fearsome five there we go the fearsome five <laughs> um they because dr stranger's spell did do some work they're all villains who know spider-man's true identity so they've kind of been dragged into this universe as a result of that um so Peter Strange and all their associates, they managed to contain them in little rooms where they can't get out. And they have a think about what they need to do about this thorny little problem. <laughs> um, the villains realize that they were all taken from their universes at the moments before they die. So that's then, this then sets, sets the good guys into a little quandary because if they send them back, they're going to die. And Strange is like, yeah, send them back. They'll die. And Peter who likes to ruin everything is like no you can't do that i'm on the moral high ground oh but he's got to be good you hate people on the moral high ground this is why you hate captain america anyone who's exactly. good you're like no <laughs> literally like the aggressively practical thing to do is just send them back and let them die aggressively practical is what would lead you to become a super villain my friend it is yeah and you know what <laughs> i'm gonna own that so, yeah. um they peter and strange get into a fight about it um, and Peter manages to lock Strange inside a mirror dimension and runs off with the villains to Happy Hogan's apartment. Of all the places there. to go. Of all the places to go. Well, Sexy Art May is also there. So, you know, you got the whole, you got the crew. The crew's yeah, all there. That's true. But it's her ex-boyfriend's flat. It's his mm. father figure's flat. I don't know. Um, Peter manages to cure, like Peter makes like a little sort of substance that can cure them of villainy or something. Um, he, he manages to cure Dr. Octopus 
Um, but before we could do the same for the others, the Green Goblin takes over Osborne. That dastardly Green Goblin, who's probably the worst villain of them all. Because um, he's so unhinged, you just can't predict what he's going to do. And he just pops in and out. And you think he's gone, but he's not gone. And he's always there. Um, and he takes over Osborne's mind. And the remaining villains all band together and they escape. And there's a big fight. And Sexy Aunt May is killed in the process in a very beautiful way. She's beautifully yeah. killed. And she does her lovely line, which is the first time we hear it in this series about, you know, with great power. Comes great responsibility. <laughs> Literally, never say this in a in a Marvel film because you will no, die. You will I would die. be like, just be irresponsible. Get me to hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Do yeah. kill everyone you have to. <laughs> Peter is, of course, completely devastated and broken. Um, Tom Holland did some real acting here. Some real acting. He's good, isn't he? He's a good mm. little actor. He is a good He was great in The Impossible. I think from that moment when he was a child, I was like, you're going to be good. You just knew. You just knew. I did. He's amazing in it. Um, and he runs off and disappears. So Ned and NJ are like, great, we've got to try and deal with this. Um, <laughs> they're able and now we've got this problem still. <laughs> yeah, now we've got this problem too. Thanks, Peter. Um, they're able to open up portals into other universes and they inadvertently summon the other two Spider-Mans. Yay! Yeah, Spider-Man and then this sort of awkward older guy walks in looking like a camp counsellor. He's like, hey, I'm the original Spider-Man. The original Spider-Man, the OG. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I love I love their interactions with Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. I think it's amazing. The best part of it. The, the I think he's a really, really, really good. He he sums up, I think, our generation quite well. The millennial, sort mm. of like self-deprecating, sort of very like into sarcasm because of all the stuff. Because yeah, you've got yeah. Gen, the Gen X Spider-Man, the millennial Spider-Man, and the Gen Z Spider-Man, haven't you? Yeah. So I think that's why I was like, oh, I've warmed to you so much more now because you are just like mm. you embody us as people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're a bit shit. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh, fine. I'll climb on the ceiling, I guess. Oh. I'll be <laughs> Oh, very accommodating to older generation we're like yeah okay we'll clean the ceiling while we're here yeah, so i've got nothing else better to do i guess yeah can't buy overwhelmed a by the coolness of gen gen z we're just yeah yeah that's, that's exactly Seven. it he resonated um and they convince the tom holland spider-man to join them and they invent cures for all the villains you have to find him first he's hiding on a roof isn't he he's hiding well he's always hiding on a roof if Spider-Man goes missing or Batman goes missing, just search the roofs. Look up. <laughs> Look up. Yeah. Um, they lure the villains to the Statue of Liberty, which is a perfect place for a big climactic denouement, especially with all the scaffolding around it. Um, it felt like a video game kind of like um, big boss battle thing. Mm, I it did actually. Because you can't see anyone's faces, but you still know who they, they are kind of. Sort of, yeah. Sometimes it gets confusing, but it doesn't matter so much. You just let yourself go with the flow, ride the I wave. I read somewhere that Marvel, they, they, they film a lot of their big action sequences now before they've even cast the films because it's so CGI-based. Oh, and a lot of them have their faces covered, so you don't even really need to, <laughs> you don't even really need to have them there, which is mm. quite interesting because it means that might be why it sometimes feels a bit so overwhelming when they start fighting because it's like, whoa, is anyone... You need sort of just like a person to hook you in sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have enough times when they take the mask off. Like, if, if they have to stop and have a little conversation, they'll take the mask off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think this one does it well. I can see it sometimes. I think the Black Widow action sequences were a bit insane. 
Yeah, and um, I remember the the Incredible Hulk film. We mm. like the the action sequence in that was so CGI and so kind of bonkers. It was hard to access it. It was yeah, you can't enjoy, follow along really. It's like yeah. it doesn't feel like it's real. It feels like you're just watching. Like a but this one has the this one has the added kind of um treat of having different the different spider-mans the different villains they're all doing different things um and they've got different really ways of piece. using their powers as well like you can kind of tell the spider-man from how they harness their their skills really yeah yeah that's exactly it yeah and um, we get to the um andrew garfield's spider-man fan closure by saving mj he does yes because he didn't manage to do that in his films yes. no and he never got a third film so uh, this was his moment it's always good when I they can conclude things in that way yeah oh, I can't remember now the last episode has eluded me but wasn't that one of the um, ad lib moments that Andrew Garfield insisted on happening that he gets to save MJ I think you had that in your quiz or yes. the quiz that you were improvising because we, we didn't have a quiz really <laughs> <laughs> tell them I had a quiz they didn't <laughs> oh yeah the <laughs> quiz that you made yes but no, I think that was a big thing that he added it in because he wanted to get his character's closure. Ah, uh, a good idea, I felt. A good idea because the, the big fans will spot that, like yourself. Yeah, and it, it was very poignant. Mm, poignant, yes, definitely poignant. Mm. Um, they, Dr. Octopus also helps them out. That's nice. I like that they gave him that redemption because he was always the one who, his whole um, shtick was that his wife had accidentally been killed. Yes, um, wasn't it? And it always was like he—he's gone a bit mental because of that. He's not—he's re- just a very, very angry guy. Um, but he—he he was very, very kind to Peter in the beginning. I remember he like has him around for dinner and is quite sort of like, oh, you know, you—you could be a great scientist someday and all that stuff. Um, so and yeah, so it's—I like that they gave him that. Uh, me too and it's nice to see that you know villains aren't always villains forever you can have a time when you're a bad person and you can come back from it and you can invent a a liquid that you just inject into them and it just cures them of villainy yeah 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 that is apparently possible (laughs) it's therapy is what it is but um therapy yeah yeah it's therapy (laughs) in a vial yeah (laughs) um they cure all the villains one by one in some very elaborate fight scenes um but before they manage to cure the green goblin uh, the Goblin unleashes Doctor Strange's spell, which starts breaking down the barriers between universes. And this doesn't look good because it's all purple and people are coming through the purple lights. Purple um, and green bad colours in Disney. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the purple, lots of shiny purple people who all know Peter's identity in different universes are all being pulled in. So the whole universe is collapsing in on itself. Not good. Not no, good. it's very- um, and Peter realizes that the only way to close all this off is if Doctor Strange conduct, does his spell and this prevents everyone from knowing his identity, including MJ and Ned. Um, I think this makes it easier that Sexy Art May is dead as well. Because Oh, it's well, sad. yeah, but she would have known who he was, surely. She just wouldn't she would have, have known. known. I guess, well, I don't know, because, yeah, like they could this have. This is what I found weird, because like, can't they still be his friends but just not know he's Spider-Man? Yeah, apparently not. Apparently that's not, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was one of the caveats that he had to eliminate. It had to be a very basic, um, yeah. no one knows who I am. Done. No. Yeah, it's a shame because, yeah, he's just extra alone. He has to grieve himself. He has to grieve for Aunt May. He has to grieve mm. for all his friends who are still alive. I don't know which would be harder, grieving someone who's alive that you can never talk to or grieving someone who's dead that you can never talk to. 
Oh, it's a deep philosophical question. I'll let you know if I ever end up in that situation. <laughs> I think you'll see if you have an answer, but no, okay, let's start. <laughs> so yeah, the uh, Doctor Strange conducts a spell. No one knows who he is anymore. Um, and then the uh, everyone returns to their respective universes, including the other two Spider-Mans and villains. Um, and MJ and Ned no longer know who he is. But they do get into MIT, and that's nice. That's nice. And they do have a moment where she he kind of goes up to her at the end and you don't know maybe they might still rekindle some sort of because like she was naturally drawn to him before he was spider-man to her so maybe they could form a friendship now you're you're really hoping for a moment where she sort of goes do i know you or something yeah. like that but it never happens you're kind of like waiting for it and the the writers are very much baiting you here um but they don't they're have it extra mean they just hammer home the misery really they're like she doesn't know who he is guys there's no coming back from this there's no way home Exactly. There's no. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it seems I was the passing fancy. <laughs> they knew, we knew from the very beginning it was going to be sad, and we didn't listen. We didn't listen. Mm. Um, Peter decides to continue being a vigilante again because um, you know what else is he going to do? Um, well, and we also to... catch a glimpse of Tom Hardy as Venom, who apparently was also in that universe all along, but he went to a bar. But he gets sucked back to his own universe, but leaves behind a bit of the black stuff that makes mm. him venom. Dum dum dum. I know. I'm like, will that actually come into play, or will it not? Well, well, the fourth Spider-Man film will possibly tell us, or maybe not. <laughs> I'm just so impressed they're making one. Really, mm. really cheered me up. I was like, that's good. That's good for them. The Spider-Man. The Spider-Man is such a money spinner, um, isn't <laughs> it? So, spinner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and money spiders are a thing too. You did a whole little joke there about meaning to. I'm so clever. I meant you to do are. that. Yes, you are. What would you <laughs> get out of five then, dear? Uh ooh, uh 4.5. And do you remember what it has on Rotten Tomatoes? Because I do off the top of my head. Do you? You're very clever. Um I hate 92. 92%. 93%. I don't remember how much it made, but I do have it written down. It was a it was a number. Would you like to guess? It was a large amount, I seem to remember. A surprisingly large amount. It was a frighteningly large amount. It was yeah. 1.916 billion dollars. I remember being a very surprisingly large amount, considering that it was released at a time when people weren't really going to the cinema so much. So we were finding yes. that Marvel we're finding that Marvel films are not making as much money because of that. Because it's all going well. That was what they said to poor Black Widow, but um, seems yeah, yeah, that's what they told her to let yeah let her down gently. Didn't want it, (laughs) and the Eternals as well. (laughs) Do you think that they might bring back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield again, and like weave in some other universes? Yeah, why not? I feel like maybe they they did a test to see how people would react, Mm. and now people are like, yeah, we love that. This is dipping their toe in. I think they'd have to think carefully about how they do it because um, it would become, if it's done constantly, it could become a bit overdone and not as, because the, the the fun was in the surprise of it and in the originality mm-hmm. of it. So, um, yeah, they'd have to do it in such a way that it's still exciting because we know it's coming now. Well, I hope so. But I, I don't mean, know how they do it. That's not, that's my, not my problem. That's theirs. Well, everyone's very excited about Morbius now just because of this, haven't they? Because it's got like 
Toby Maguire's on the wall and they've got Michael mm-hmm. Keaton returning as Vulture and they've got the Oscorp Lopo and Rhino and Black Cat in the newspaper and it's in the same universe as Tom Hardy's Venom. So, you know. It's true. It's true. What's going to happen there? Are you going to watch it? Well, I'll watch it, yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, no. Could That's be anything. Fine. I'm just, I, I'm happy to go along for the ride and enjoy it. Is there anything you would have changed? In this film? Yes. No, I don't think so. I think it was just, I don't think it was all done quite well. Um, is there anything you would change? No, I don't think so. But it does mean that if Sony wants to own Spider-Man now, they can. Because they can, they can all have their own timelines. So they could all they could mm. all be happy and just release like the Amazing Spider-Man three with like an eight year time jump or something. This is true. Yeah, yeah. I would also like to see Kirsten Dunst as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen her. Oh, she was in the Power of the Dog recently, wasn't she? She was. Yeah, yeah. I think she gets underestimated just how good an actress she is, and I think that she should come back as MJ if they're bringing back Tobey Maguire. I agree. And maybe the other Aunt Mays. I don't know if the first one is still alive. <laughs> she might have died. <laughs> but Sally Fields is still alive. <laughs> it makes no sense that she was so dec- like so old in the She's first only his aunt. Like, how big is the age gap between her and his parents? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine he had one of those really, like, creepy old granddads who had, like, a 20-year-old wife at one point, and that's how he ended up with with Spidey's parents like how it makes no sense it makes no sense unless yeah. his parents were even older and that's why they're dead and that's why he's with aren't they yeah yeah <laughs> it's dark or maybe she's just like an and when you call every relative an auntie because they don't want to be great grandma or great auntie but yeah maybe maybe she's actually a great aunt and it's but it's that's that's a that's quite a mouthful to say yeah well should i find us a little a little quiz would you prefer to do because you've done a trivia quiz already Mm. personality quiz or a trivia quiz let's do seeing as maybe as the trivia got lost in the lost mysterious lost episode uh should we do the trivia quiz let's do it one moment please caller (laughs) i will wait i have found the ultimate spider-man no way home quiz Ooh, okay okay I'm not going to read all the blurb that they've given me, but apparently it's filled with red herring answers intended to throw you off. So be sure to double check. Oh um, no, I can't handle such things. Okay. And I, I can't give you the answers until the end, I think. Maybe. Um, what is written on the brick thrown through Peter's apartment? Is it, I stand with Mysterio, spider liar, we believe Mysterio, or web-headed menace? We believe Mysterio. Uh, I'll tell you at the end. Okay. Okay. Where did the blizzard in the Sanctum Sanctorum come from? Was it Siberia, Canada, Mongolia, or Sweden? Ooh, Siberia. It sounds more chilly. It's pretty many chilly t- there. <laughs> yeah. How many times does Peter change Stranger's spell? Is it three, four, five, or six? Oh, I thought it was more than all of those. Uh, I'll go with six. What is the name of the robot arm in Happy's apartment? Is it Army, Dumb You, Arm You, Dummy? Army. This is hard. According to oh, yeah, Strange, I'm giving all these answers like I know. I don't know. <laughs> according to Strange, which TV show shot an episode at the Sanctum in the 1980s? Was it The Equalizer, Miami Vice, 
Fraggle Rock. What are you eighteen? Ooh, um, Fraggle Rock. I love the. I just like saying Fraggle Rocks. It's Fraggle fun Rock. to say. Yeah. Let's make it up. Uh, which type of spiral does Peter notice in the mirror dimension that helps him escape? Is it? Oh my goodness, Archimedean, logarithmic, Fibonacci, or hyperbolic? I may have butchered some of those phrases. Not Fibonacci. Like, that's the only that's one the I, I recognised. <laughs> um, what does Aunt May mistake the fabricator for? Is it a Pilates machine, a turning bed, a rowing machine, or a tumble dryer? Ooh, a rowing machine. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I don't feel like she's a tumble dryer kind of aunt, personally. No, no. What does MJ throw at, Peter? Number three. Is it a dumbbell, plates, a pack of gum, or bread? Was bread the last one? Yes. Let's go with bread. Yeah, we know it's bread. This it is that whole scene. It? He's like, because yeah. that's why he do, he doesn't move out the way of the spider senses. He's like, it's bread. Yeah, it's not dangerous. Um, what are May's last words? With great power, there must come great responsibility. I'm okay. Let me catch my breath. Or what's happening? Um, great power comes great responsibility. I don't know if those are the last <laughs> words, but. I think it was that. I feel like she said I'm okay or something. So I remember it was extra tragic, but that's just me. Maybe. What does Peter number three say when Pete say Peter two dresses like? Is it a guidance counselor, a high school principal, a cool youth pastor, or a hipster librarian? Oh, I think it was the youth pastor. You I know what? Now, was. yeah, but it, it's such a. It does sound the most like what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> um, for how long was Strange left hanging over the Grand Canyon? Was it four hours, 12 hours, two days, or a week? A week. That was a great moment, which we didn't, we discussed in the last episode, but not today, which was that it called back to when Loki was falling for hours because of Doctor Strange, wasn't it? It did, yes, yes. Um, this will all tie in, I assume, with Loki and his many multiverses at some point as well. Mm, it has to. I feel like the writers must be so they just like that that always sunny Philadelphia meme. That's just them with every storyline right now. Like we don't know what we're doing. The, the guy standing in front of all the the, the things on the wall. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too many multiverses. Uh, what does Peter Free think the Avengers are? An acapella group, a dance troupe, a traveling circus, or a band? A band. I think. <laughs> what surprises Electro about Peter Free? The fact that he's white. How athletic he is, his age, or how clumsy he is. Clumsy. We'll talk about that later. Who stops Peter from killing Norman Osborne? Is it two, three, MJ, Doc Ock? Ooh, I can't remember at all. It's been a while because obviously we've done two podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe MJ. Let's go with MJ. Um, yeah, I can't remember at all. Which villain is the last to be sent home? Is it Electro? Green Goblin, Lizard, or Sandman? Green Goblin, I think. I would have found it really funny if they sent them all back and they all still died immediately in their new worlds. Um, just cuts them all like bleh. Which I, pres- I would presume they do. Unless because they're not villains anymore, they don't. But but that not being villains doesn't mean that they won't die. It just means well, that exactly, they yeah, die. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I assume they do. Poor things. What? Poor little guys. Mm. What does Peach order at the diner at the end? A donut? A coffee, a slice of pie, or a blueberry muffin. Oh, I could go for a blueberry muffin right now. Oh, coffee. That's what you would order, isn't it? I can see if I should order, yeah. What are MJ's final words to Peter? Is it see you around? Okay. 
Is there anything else or no problem? Okay. Oh, what colour flower does Peter place at May's grave? Is it red, white, black, or blue? <laughs> um, red. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, know. I, I actually know the answer to this one, so we'll see if you know. Which Lego Star Wars figure does Peter put in his new apartment? Is it Emperor Palpatine, Han Solo, Darth Vader, or Chewbacca? Han Solo. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, uh. I don't think it is. In the mid-credit scene, what is written on Eddie Brock's hat? Is it lethal, Mexico, protector, or San Francisco? Mexico? Because he's in Mexico? You scored 35%. You tried your best. but sadly it was It's like I didn't even watch it. <laughs> Here we go. I'll go through. So you were correct about the brick. It was, we believe, Mysterio. Okay. The blizzard did come from Siberia, which I love was just you picking the coldest place that you knew. Um, yep. Oh, you were wrong about how many times Peter changes the spell. It's actually five. Oh, I thought he yeah. changed it like lots and lots and lots of times. Um, Maybe it's but... just the way it was shot. Mm, yeah. The name of the arm is actually Dummy. Dumb E. Dumb E. Yeah. Uh, the TV show that was shot at the Sanctum was The Equalizer. Oh, I don't know what The Equalizer is. I've heard of it. Yeah. Mm, heard of it. Uh, it's the Archimedean Spiral. That he oh, obviously. Yes. Duh. Um, Aunt May mistakes the fabricator for a tanning bed. Oh. Silly. Silly Aunt May. It is Silly, bed. sexy Aunt May. <laughs> Make yourself even sexier if you're bad. She's so busy bad. being sexy, she doesn't know what it is. <laughs> um, MJ just free bread. You need that one. Yeah. Aunt May's last words are, I, I thought this was right, let me catch my breath, because she keeps saying it, doesn't she? Right, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's um, sad. Oh, Because then she doesn't... She doesn't, well, she does kind of, just forever, never lets it out again. <laughs> she catches it and holds it, yeah. Yeah. Unbreathe, unbreathe. <laughs> um, it is a cool youth passer, correct? Yes. Strangers left hanging for 12 hours. Oh. Um, you were correct. Peter number three thinks that the Avengers are a band. What is that, a band? It's a yes. group, guys. Um, this one, so this will link me to a little little, little conversation. Uh, what surprises Electra about number three is the fact that he's white, because we he's talking about, like, it's meant to be an Easter egg to the fact that Miles... Oh, yeah, and it kind of sets up the fact that you know we don't have him yet. Although he is in Spider Verse, and maybe we don't need him. Or maybe he'll turn out. Maybe they'll integrate an animated Spider Man. Oh, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I, I really like Miles. I'm surprised that they haven't done it yet. I think they always wanted to bring it in as originally they wanted Donald Glover to do it, didn't they? But now I think he might be Mm. too old, unless it's an older Spider Man. Possibly. I mean, now that you've got the whole multiverse thing, you just bring in whoever you want. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I think they want, I think based on like how successful Tom Holland Spider has been, Spider, mm. <laughs> Spider Man has been, Spider. you kind of want to keep that young vibe. So I don't know. Mm. Uh, it's Peter 2 who stops Peter from killing Norman Osborn. Oh, okay. I can't remember that at all. No. Lizard is the last villain to be sent home. Oh. You were right. Peter did order a coffee. But MJ's final words are no problem, which is very like flat. Right. Yeah, I no thought, problem. well, that, that's the whole point, isn't it? Is that she yeah. is a bit perturbed by this guy. I thought, okay, because I can see her being like, okay, like that, yeah. you know? 
even wrong about the flower too. I can't believe you didn't remember it was a white flower. I don't know. I don't look at these things. <laughs> and the Lego Star Wars figure, it was Emperor Palpatine. Oh. Do you know uh, he has the little little spiral bits coming out of his hand, the little electric ones? Oh, and okay. some people on Twitter have said, oh, maybe that means that he's going to become a bit villainous, dark Spider-Man in the next one because he's lost everything. And, you know. Oh, he's now a Sith Lord Spider-Man. The a worst Sith-a-Man. man Yes, the worst kind of Spider-Man. It was Mexico written on the hat. That's hey. what pulled you up to 35%, even though you didn't actually know that was the answer. <laughs> um, a, a correct answer is still a correct answer even if it's a flute so true so true and i'm so sorry how rude of me but 35 percent is still a fail in terms of university um rankings so yeah. yeah i think a lot of people were hoping emma stone would come in as well as spider gwen mm, spider gwen yes <laughs> um and a lot of people thought dr strange was an imposter in this film but i don't think that's the case no, I feel like it's going too far. They thought he was Strange Supreme from the What If series. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I wonder if they'll start incorporating some bits of that because they're doing like a zombie series, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I think zombies are very hot right now. So Zombies ironically. are so hot right now. I'm really Being as they have zombies. their blood running through their bodies, but they <laughs> are. <laughs> they I are... love zombie stuff. Um, me too, so... It terrifies me though, because I'm always like, I would die immediately in this situation. I'd I just... kill myself. I just, I just wouldn't allow myself to live. I'd be like, I'd rather that than get eaten alive. Like horrifying. <laughs> I think I would do one of those very sad, like they they find the house of everyone dead in it. But I would have had a great day. I would have been like, I'm gonna watch TV. I'm <laughs> gonna have a great meal, and then I'm gonna die. Yeah, I'm not doing this. I'm not. I don't want to be in this fight, the zombie world. No, we're not in the zombie world. No, there's no zombie mushrooms or anything going on. Um, hopefully. Not yet. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So what's next if we don't next, delete this? Next, we have one I'm excited to talk about because it's a very newish kind of one, something very different. And also it's got Oscar Isaac in it, who I love. Um, oh. And it's Moon Knight. Moon Knight. <gasps> oh, Moon. that's exciting. I I just keep wanting to go Moon Knight, like Moon River <laughs> or Moon Raker. Do it, do it in the whole, oh, yeah, do it throughout the whole episode. People will love that. Moon River, yeah. Someone will delete this episode so that we never get to it now. Oh, my God, I hope that, no, you know what? This episode is going straight into my Google Drive, so it's nice <laughs> and safe. And then if my laptop dies, the Google Drive is fine. <laughs> it's going to the cloud. It's, yes, that's exactly where it is. Nice, safe cloud. Well, until our 61st official episode, then I guess. Fingers crossed we'll get there. You've been listening to an episode of The Marvel Virgin. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can tweet us at The Marvel Virgin. We hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll tune in to the next fact-filled episode.